I'm more familiar with that first and second verse than I was the rest of those. I was having to pay good attention. Amen. Don't know about you. All right, Matthew in chapter 6. We're going to continue Matthew and chapter 6. We're in context leading up to uh, the model prayer, what's often called the Lord's Prayer. Matthew in chapter 6, we're going to read verses 5, 6, 7, and 8. That's the context, but we're going to finish our, uh, from last week, the verses 7 and 8. So Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 5, beginning in verse 5. And when thou prayest, <coughs> thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, (coughs) enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray... Use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Listen to this. Be not ye therefore like unto them. That's as clear as a bell. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay? Be not ye therefore like unto them. For your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before Ye ask him. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the lesson of prayer from the Lord. And I I would ask that you, as we continue much on the same thought, but that you help our minds and hearts to be tender to maybe how we have misused prayer. And Lord, that we would see it for what it is and recognize prayer for what it is. And use it for what it is, Lord. And Lord, I ask now that you touch our hearts this morning. Help us to be tender and soft. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Now, much of the theme here is still a continuation of what we've had, okay? And we'll, we'll reference that. But he, he cuts a different angle here. So the last one he talked about the praying in public. The big, you know, hey, look at me. I'm praying, you know, and... That's what you all ought to be doing, and you're losers if you don't, because prayer's where it's at, and all that kind of stuff. But now he's getting into the idea of vain repetition, and we're going to talk about that. We'll get to that. I thought the best way to do it was just to go in order as the passage is given. You know, there's always a different way to run through a passage. So again, I noticed in other, in other areas, like we looked at the last one, you know, when you give your alms, when thou doest thine alms, it says it twice here, uh, it says it twice about there, but it also says it twice here. So, verse 5, when thou prayest, and then again in verse 7, when ye pray. So again, I'm going to repeat this because the Bible repeats it. If the Lord has said it, that he expects, Christians ought to pray. I'm pretty sure that what that means is, guess what? Christians should be people of prayer. Amen. People of prayer. And, and, and we all have heard this before. If, any, if God says anything once, that should be enough, right? And here God has taken the time to repeat the thing. He said it twice. When you pray, oh yeah, and when you pray. So what does that mean? You know, there's a lot of people who uh, talk about prayer. 
Um, and I, I mentioned wishing last week, and I, and I, I, I want to clarify that because the, the word wish, the word prayer, absolutely includes the word wish. But there is something here that some people consider a fleeting wish that passes through their mind as a prayer. No, that's not prayer. Prayer is not something that passes through my mind and God heard it. Prayer is something that I specifically, on purpose, do, directed to God, talking to God, and bringing to Him the thoughts and wishes and hurts and requests and supplication that I have from my life. It is, uh, frankly, good prayer is work. It's work, okay? Now, I'm one of those people, my wife has learned that sometimes when I talk, and I think the guys are even learning it in the office pretty much, that so I, I think out loud, Okay. I, sometimes for me to think through something, I have to verbally hear it, because then I verbally say it, and my brain goes, that ain't right. <laughs> Where did that come from, you fool? You know? And sometimes I just, my, I've got to talk it out. So my wife knows, I mean, even my kids have learned, that if I'm talking out something, just to let me talk it out, and, and of course throw in some good wisdom in the process, but they realize that I'm not talking about doing what I'm talking about, I'm just kind of saying it. And often that's, we think that somehow I've, it's passed through my head, I kind of sort of aimed it at the Lord, and that's prayer, and I don't know why God never answers my prayer. Really? Well, yeah, I prayed about it. When was that? Where were you kneeling? What was your opening and what was your closing? Well, I mean, you know, God heard me. God knows my heart. That's not prayer. Well, God doesn't need me to. Nope, he doesn't, but we need to. Why do you think God, who knows all things, who seeth in secret, knows what we need before we, before we needs it, still teaches us to pray? Because we need to learn how to pray. We've got to do it. We have got to learn. I tell you, prayer put, does not put God in touch with us. It puts us in touch with God. God's already here. God's already around. But it forces us to recognize the, the presence of God and the activity of God. Amen. Not just some far-off entity. That's what the world does, and, and we'll, we'll get through some of that. So, so I want you to be careful here. It's not a fleeting wish. It's prayer. It's getting, literally, and I do believe this, I think not all prayer has to be done on your knees by any stretch, but humility, and the Bible talks much about physical position being a part of that. Uh, there ought to be time when, you, when it's important enough you not only get on your knees, but maybe get on your face before God. Not because God needs it, but because you need it. There's nothing wrong with a person laying out flat on the floor with their face before God, recognizing who they are before a holy, righteous, almighty creator God. Amen. Those are good things. But prayer is work. In other words, what am I saying on this part? When thou prayest. Do it. Pray. Have a time. Set a time. Get down on your knees. Pray. Specifically, verbally, out loud, pray. Address God, the God, the almighty Father. He is listening. Praise the Lord. Amen. So it says, when thou prayest, and repeated it twice here in verse 7, and then it says, use not vain repetitions. Now, so this doesn't mean, and I have to be careful, what this doesn't mean is that you shouldn't have a prayer list and that you shouldn't repeatedly pray for the same things. That's, that's not what we're talking about here. So if you have someone that you desire to ask the Lord to, to, to be saved, um, yes, have a prayer list, pray for them, Okay. Now, here's what this does mean. It means to repeat and to repeat and to repeat 
ad vomitum, okay, without any real meaning behind the words. In other words, you might have even known that the words had meaning at one point, but now you're just saying them because I have to say a prayer. I told you before about my, my friend who grew up, grew up going to a Catholic school, Catholic church, and, I mean the whole bit trained Catholic, and how they'd all run over after school and they'd, re, they'd repeat so many you know, uh, uh, Hail Marys or Our Fathers to get so-and-so's grandma out of purgatory or to, you know, to solve this thing over here. Those kids weren't meaning a hill. They didn't, they didn't know what they were saying. They didn't mean a hill of beans to them. They're just, I've got to say this many Ave Marias or, our, or Hail Marys or, or Our Fathers to, to help out so-and-so. So they're getting down there saying it as fast as they possibly can. Okay? Now, even the Catholics will, will correct some of that. It's still not completely kosher. Okay? But what happens is, what it's talking about is placing the, the hope for answering on the prayer itself and not the God of the prayer. Well, if I say this thing long enough, you know, I just got to keep saying it. I just got to keep saying it. I just got to keep saying it. And I'm telling you, the simplest form, the, the simplest way, and I used it last week, the simplest way we can all connect the dots for this is when you pray for the food. Come on. I have been in services where they've asked someone to pray, and, you know, they're still kind of catching up service. They had a long week. It's been, they're hardly barely there, and the preacher wasn't noticing that they're just having a hard time staying awake, and the person stands up to close in prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for this food. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Why? Because the record, the, thank, the prayer record went on, and the prayer I say most often, oh, by the way, that's not a good thing either, but the prayer I say most often is, thank you for the food. And so it just comes out, thank you for the food. We aren't actually really, we're kind of sort of aiming at God, but we're really just playing a record. Is everybody here? Connect the dots. We, believers can do the same thing, but it's, it, it's, it's gone beyond the realm of paying attention to what I'm saying and meaning what I'm saying, and now I'm just repeating the words because I know them. It's repeating the words because I've said them forever. You know, click, 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 click. And again, what is that? That's somehow, somehow believing that if I keep repeating these same words, maybe somewhere along the line, God will hear me. I just got to keep saying it. You remember the whole story about the shooting star, when you wish upon a star? Maybe God will be paying attention to me today, like God isn't paying attention. So I just got to keep saying it. I just got to keep saying it, you know. Uh, listen, prayer should result from a faith in God. Not faith in a prayer that might touch the ears of God. Listen, I'm going to say that again. Prayer should result from faith in God. I believe in God, so I'm going to bring Him my needs and my concerns and my wishes. Not, it should not be just faith in, if I say this prayer, maybe God will hear me. No. What the passage even says, God already knows what you need. He already knows that part. He already knows what's in your heart. He knows what you're going to say before you say it. It's not, it's not about the prayer. It's about the God of the prayer. Stop talking and start talking to God. Stop putting on the record. Stop. And I know sometimes even we have that, like, you know, you're trying to hurry in the morning, like you're running a little bit late. So I got to say my prayers. Sit down, off you go. You couldn't. The only thing that you know that by the time you're at work is that you said your prayers. 
You didn't talk to God. You said your prayers. Is everybody here? So, vain repetition. It literally, it doesn't, it's, it's not referencing having a prayer list and repeatedly and purposefully praying for the same things. It's talking about not having, paying no attention anymore to what it is that I'm saying. Amen. Okay, off we go. <laughs> now, when we teach our kids, obviously, we teach them. We teach them to be thankful for our food. We teach them that they have to wait, right? And there is some understanding. Even having them, you know, fold their hands and pray, listen after me. We're teaching them to repeat. But listen, at some time, as with all things with children, we need to carry them beyond the repetition of the prayer to the fact that they're addressing God Almighty. We're not, just, we're not just trying to say something so, you know, this is how you eat. You've got to do this before you eat. No, we're helping them understand we are thankful for what's before us because God has given it to us. Amen. Amen. Prayer should result from a faith in God, not faith in a prayer that might touch the ears of God. Amen. Faith in God. Stop putting more faith in your prayer than in God himself. And he says now, he says, look at what it says there. When you pray, so you're supposed to, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do. The heathen do this. Some of you might be old enough to remember uh, the Jesus cult. Some of you remember from the 60s and 70s, the Jesus cult. They'd rock back and forth sitting and go, Jesus, 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 Jesus. I'm serious. That's like a real thing. And it was pretty widespread for a while. Okay? Because somehow the constant repetition of the word Jesus, maybe he'll show up. Well, yeah, if you're on enough, you know, you're going to see something and you keep repeating something, your brain can bring up all sorts of interesting things. Especially when it's on, you know, PCP and some red dot and from those days, a little bit different now. You know what I'm saying? Is everybody here? Jesus, 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 Jesus. You know, I'm going to repeat it. That, that there's, that they're not meaning anything by it, except for a hope in this prayer that maybe it'll do something inside of me or I'll have a vision or something. Okay? Or the Hail Marys. Or you're picking on the Catholics. Well, they're the easiest target here, okay? But we, although we could just as easily go to the prayer wheels, that, which, by the way, aren't limited to Eastern cultures. I don't know if you know this, but American Christians have used prayer wheels. Christianity has used prayer wheels. One prayer set on a wheel, and if I turn it and say the prayer, I've said my prayers. Christians have done this. Okay? Just repeat. I'm just repeating. There's no, there's, well, I'm trusting in this wheel. I'm, I'm trusting in the prayer. I've got to say the prayer. If, if you don't know what a prayer wheel is, it literally is, it's a big cylinder that you pass by and it's got a prayer written out on it and you turn that wheel and say that prayer. You turn it with your hands. And somehow that's supposed to advance the reach of my prayer to God somehow. Yes, Christians have done this. Might still be doing it. I don't know. Okay? It's not like the Catholics are the only ones here. Well, you've got to say these prayers. You know, you have to have a book of prayers. Well, I thought Psalms was. Yes, you are, you are not wrong. It's a, it's a book of songs that are often prayers. But it don't matter. If you're using the Psalms as some repetitive thing by which you think maybe God will hear me, you're misusing. You're, you're totally misusing prayer. 
Prayer is talking to God, addressing God, bringing my hopes, my, 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 how many times can I say it? So, well, I'm still not sure if I get what you mean. Okay, so for all of you more modern people, we still do this, and the world still thinks this way. Well, how do you know? Some of you might remember this. I am one with the force. The force is one with me. I am one with the force. The force is one with me. I am one with the force. The force is one with me. So, okay, a few of you have watched a movie or two. You hear what I'm saying? Listen, the world still thinks that if I say something loud enough and long enough, maybe, it, maybe I'll believe it or maybe something will happen. or maybe, And it's a trust in the prayer. It's not in the God of the prayer. It's if I say it long enough, maybe I can get a connection. You know, it's like the first time your battery, your, your starter doesn't work or your car doesn't start. and You keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it, hoping the next time I turn the key, it's going to start. Until finally it's going click, 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 click. Did you figure it out? It's not going to start. You've got to fix something. But it's amazing how many people, how many believers even, are sitting in a, in a vehicle and they're, they're, they're trusting in the turning of the key and not in the power that the key activates. You connect the dots, and if I'm only trusting in the key, and I've lost a connection with the power, the key ain't going to do nothing. You can pray and pray and pray and pray. It ain't going to do nothing. Beware. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Some people are going to say, have you paid attention to the passage, Pastor? Because we're in the passage called the Lord's Prayer. And everybody knows the Lord's Prayer, right? Our Father. We could start that in the middle of, I mean, like anywhere in the United States, and most people could start, could start passing it out. And the, and the whole idea, and it's a fair question. It is a fair question because we repeat it, don't we? Can I just tell you that the Lord did not give us this prayer as a repetitive thing? As a matter of fact, it's even how he says it. What do the disciples, in one spot, the disciples say, teach us to pray? Okay? Here, let, look at what he says in verse 9. After this manner, therefore pray ye. That's not an instruction to repeat this word, these words verbatim. At, we, the, if I, let, me, let me reorganize uh, uh, Some of the, even the English, none of these words are wrong in their definitions, but let me put it in a modern way for us to hear it. Here is a good example with a proper order. Here is a good example of prayer with a proper order after this manner. This is an example of prayer that has an order to be followed, an order that starts with what? Our Father which art in heaven. By the way, most of the time we're taught to pray, we're taught to pray in the Bible to God himself. Jesus taught us to pray to the Father, God. The, one of the only real examples we have outside of that is when Stephen was dying. He looked up into heaven and saw Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father and said, Jesus, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit because he was talking to somebody he was seeing. You get, you get the picture? But God, here's Jesus telling us how to pray. Who do I address? God the Father. God the Father. If you're praying to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's probably upset with you because his job is to point to Jesus, not to himself. 
Okay, just throw that out there. So Jesus says quite clearly, after this manner, therefore, pray. This is an example, an example of prayer. Do people repeat it? Yes. And do they repeat it not really paying attention to the words? Absolutely. Well, how would I know they're paying attention to the words? How do I know if I'm doing it? Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Do you really, do you really consider that? Do you really mean that? God, you are, you are most unbelievably and beyond my understanding holy. Thy kingdom come. Well, what does that mean? Lord, please, please come. Thy will be done in earth as it is, as it is in heaven. Really, do you really want, is that what you want? You want yourself to respond to the will of God as if his kingdom was in you right now. Is that what you really want? Like God says, this is what I want, and it's done instantly in your heart. Is that what you want? Well, yeah, of course it is. Okay, then are you doing it? So that's the question. I'm saying, do we really think about what we're saying? Is it wrong to repeat his words exactly? No, I, th- I, think, I think a person could take those words, understand what they mean, and make them his own. But do you think that that's how most believers, most of the world actually says that prayer? No, somebody starts it, and we all go, Amen. Amen. And we all feel nice and cushy and warm because we said our Father together. Meant nothing. But we feel good about it. Why? Because our trust was in the prayer or the emotions that it gave me and not the God who the prayer is addressed to. Amen. So just just again to be clear, this is not the Lord's prayer. This is the model prayer. This is the prayer that the Lord has given us as a model by which we should follow. And like I said, prayer is work. God has given us a model, an order. You start with worship. Amen. You end with praise, and there's a lot of stuff in the middle. Confession, request for daily needs. You see that in there? That's a model. Maybe, maybe take a peek and try to reorganize your prayer life to match how Jesus said this is a model by which you should pray. Does it seem fair that if God gives us an order of prayer that maybe as believers it would be something wise for us to pay attention to? Well, there you go. Look at it a little bit, study it a little bit, and apply that to your life, okay? So, when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Now, we're kind of repeating the same thing here, but listen, humans have been obsessed with this since time began. Repetitive actions, repetitive actions, repetitive actions. That's the lighting of the candles, the turning of the wheel. Um, In Islam, three times a day, bowing exact same spot, the repetitive actions, okay? Believers are not apart from doing this. Somehow, again, but somehow primarily to the lost, to a carnal world that believes that there must be some God somewhere, a distant God who is all-powerful must evidently need constant reminders of his need and responsibility to help mankind. I mean, seriously, think about that. He, he just must need constant reminders. Well, that's kind of what the Greeks believed about their gods. Maybe we'll get his attention this time. Maybe we'll get her attention this time. Maybe we'll get this God will listen to us this time. We've got to keep doing these things, so maybe at some point, or maybe this, maybe sometime they'll see how faithful I am. Come on now. They'll see how 
faithful I have been to saying this, and they'll respond because I have been so faithful to this prayer. Start, think, listen, think through that. What does that mean? What's really going on there? <coughs> I'm so faithful that God's have to listen to me. I'm so faithful God has to answer my prayer. I cannot believe God didn't answer my prayer. Oh, because you're so great? Hello? This is good stuff. I don't, maybe you don't like, it's, I mean, good stuff in that it, it's helping, listen, it's good when it takes the problems of man and starts shifting it into alignment. And I don't know if you know that, but it, it doesn't feel the best. Played soccer in high school. I was a, I was a, a midfielder. I don't know what they call him now. We called it a halfback. I think they call it a midfielder now. And uh, this guy had the ball running up full speed. He was a big guy, and I was thought, I ain't going to let him get to me. So I went at him full speed, did a sliding side tackle, kicked real hard, and promptly kicked a whole bunch of, the, whole bunch of muscles and cartilage in my back way out of whack. I, had, I couldn't even walk. They had to carry me off the field because I kicked so hard. I couldn't play sports for a year. That was awful. But anyways, <clears throat> so my sister worked at a chiropractor, and we went to the chiropractor, and he took, he took a bunch of x-rays in my back and, uh, and uh, give me, he, he, he did a little bit of correction because I'd kicked so hard I threw a bunch of my b- bones out of place, and he corrected it. It didn't feel good. Gave me some exercises, they didn't feel good. Why? Because things were out of alignment and they need to be put back in position. Broke my collarbone doing motocross. Has anybody ever done that? Anybody else, please tell me, somebody else broke their collarbone doing something like that. Motocross. Brother Zane, not even on a, a bronc or anything? No? Man. Okay. So I broke it. Broke it nasty, clean, going to the dock. And I mean, I'm hurting. Man, this thing hurts. My bones grinding together, you know, just felt lovely. And the doctor says, okay, here's what I need you to do. I mean, it just, just happened like a half an hour ago. Go like this, bend over, and draw, draw a circle the size of a quarter with your elbow. And I'm like, yeah, that ain't, that ain't happening. He says, come on, do it. Ah, ooh, no, I can't do that. And he's like, no patience, Wyoming doctor. It's like, listen, you either do that or we're going to bring you in a week and get two gorillas in here and break it and start all over again. How big was that circle again? <laughs> It didn't feel good. Why? But stuff, stuff was out of alignment. Muscles, bone, and it all needed to get back in the proper place. You know, you know what good preaching is? Is when it comes in and it says, this isn't right. It needs to be fixed. Here we're looking at prayer and how often, listen, don't tell me as a believer that you haven't read your Bible and said your prayers and gone to work and you couldn't repeat one thing of what you said except for the record. Amen. But mankind, this is what carnality does. Historically, it would seem that prayer was only useful whenever man needed it, which means that the God was only useful whenever man needed him. Well, now we need, now we need to pray, so we better, you know, we better try to get a handle on God. And granted, God wants us to come to him, but listen, is your trust in the prayer that is going to twist the handle of God? Is your, is your trust in the God himself who can do all things? And let's think about this. What is so spiritual, spiritual about repeating the same words over and over and over without even really thinking about what you're saying? What's so spiritual about that? What's even smart about that? I mean, unless you're trying to memorize something. <laughs> Quoting Bible verses, you can quote them all day long. You can read the Bible all day long, but if you don't connect it to the God 
who gave it, pointless. Listen, some, some listen, and I, here's an argument. There's one, one argument here that I found to be fairly strong. And it was, I found it from a Catholic source, and I, it, it kind of went along some of the thoughts I was thinking about already. But one of the things, it was interesting, that it pointed to the beauty. To, that's the exact words. The beauty of a constant repetition of a prayer over a long period. And what a beautiful thing that was. And, you know, I, I, had, I have to give it some credence. Because the sun rises every day. And I'm telling you, the constants of the sun going up every day and going down every night is a beautiful thing. The constants of of myself walking in to find my mom having her devotions in her chair, that is a beautiful thing. There's a a testimony. There is is beauty there. There is a... um, there is beauty in, in a, a song or, or a, something that we all would understand. You know, like somebody starts singing a, a, a favorite song. I don't know, we'll just say this crowd, we'll just say the national anthem. Somebody starts singing the national anthem, and we all know the words. And there is a beauty in the joining of us all together saying that same thing. That's great. That's wonderful. Okay? But what it was the purpose of the beauty? Because if it's for beauty's sake, it's worthless. If it's only for the emotional feeling, if it's only for the beauty's sake, it is pointless except for the emotional gratification we get from the moment. Other than that, it's not reaching the heart of God. I have favorite books. I have, I have some books that are old friends. Uh, that there's, I mean, there's several books. The, 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 I like The Lord of the Rings. I've always enjoyed those books. The characters in there are old friends. I like seeing them come back up. There's a, there's a story. I, I like another story. I, and as soon as those characters come up, they're old friends. You know what I'm saying? I enjoy I could read the same book over and over and, well, not too much. But I've read, I've, my favorite books, I've read multiple times. Multiple times. And there's a beauty in that. I enjoy the, the, the you know, this guy, and I know he's going to win the battle again. This battle again, he's going to fight tomorrow. It's bad right now, partner, but tomorrow it's going to look a lot better. I've read that chapter, you know. There's a beauty in that. But the only beauty of it is a, an emotional high that we enjoy. When it comes to prayer, there might be beauty in it, but if you have not touched the heart of God, it's pointless. It's pointless. Is everybody here? I can, I can write down the most uh, flowery, best rhyming, beautiful, perfect, illustrative poem ever for Dana to read. But if I haven't touched the heart of Dana, what's the point? It would have been better for me to say what I wanted to say directly, calmly. You hear what I'm saying? Pass on the meaning of what I had. Well, sometimes we get caught up in the flowery of the prayer because we think the prayer is going to do it. The repetition of the prayer because the prayer has got to do it. No. Listen, it's not about the prayer. Prayer is the tool by which we access the God who moves things. Prayer is the communication tool by which we talk to a God who is all-powerful. Amen. Listen, I respect the understanding of beauty and all that. Listen, but... We do not 
put our faith in beauty. We do not put our faith in prayer. We put our faith in God and His Son, Jesus Christ, and nothing else. Amen. Listen, is God deaf? How many times did Elijah have to pray for fire to come down from heaven? Once. 63 words. Fairly short prayer. Boom, it happened. I'm not saying God's going to give you fire because that was done to give him glory. The whole thing was to give him glory. Every bit of that was not about to make Elijah some super prophet. It was all about the nation of Israel understanding that God is God and there is no other. No. Does, does God have some list in the Bible that says, this is the prerequisite number of prayers that you have to pray before I will answer? No. That's not there. Anything, any list you get like that is a man-made list. God never gave it. No. God can respond to one prayer said simply and straightforward at the moment from the heart of, from the heart of a believer, even a child, to the, heart, to the heart of his God. And some others, just like a good parent, doesn't always answer everything their kid wants because they're not ready for it. God says, hmm, maybe later. Or he doesn't answer at all because, eh, you need to get your mind off that and start thinking about other things. What is so spiritual about repeating words over and over and over, even while thinking that the words are beautiful? What's spiritual about that? Oh, I feel very spiritual. No, you feel emotional. Spirituality and emotional, do not, they do not have to cross paths. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Amen. Listen, are we talking and communicating to a very real God who is listening? That's what prayer is for. Look, look, look at what Jesus says here. Look at what it says in verse 8. Be not ye therefore like unto them. Don't be like that. Don't think like that. Don't treat prayer like that. Don't use constant, empty repetition when you're talking to God. Get your mind off the repetition and start talking to God. Amen. Listen, and this is clear as a bell. This only means one thing. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do this constant repetition. Don't repeat unthinking, record player prayers that are easy to repeat and quote and memorize, but you have no intention or you're not actually intentionally touching or trying to touch the heart of God. Don't do it. How hard is that to understand? Don't do it! (laughs) That's a simple. Stop! When you find yourself, listen, when you find yourself putting on a record player in your prayer, stop! Lord, forgive me. I did it again. And start talking to God. Ladies, can you tell the difference when your husband walks by and says, Love you, babe! And it's the record player. And when he says, Love you, babe, and it's not the record player. Does everybody know what I'm talking about? Do you think God can't tell the difference? We'll just start with the food one. Let's just start there. When you find yourself putting on the record player, Lord, we thank you very much for this food. Pray it will bless grandma and grandma and grandma. What am I doing right now? Stop. Forgive me, family. I was putting on the record. I wasn't praying. I wasn't actually talking to God. Amen. And stop. And start talking to God and stop 
Trust in a repetitive action. Quit. Quit and talk to God. Stop mindlessly repeating endless foolishness and start actually communicating as if God is real, his presence is is near, and his ear is listening. Start talking to God. Amen. Amen. When you find yourself praying over your kids at night, saying the same thing over and over, stop. Stop. And you should kind of pray for your kids. That's a good thing. Like where they hear you. And think about what they're, in, what they're doing in life. Think about what they're facing in life. And don't just do the repetitive thing. Pray for those things. Pray for the things that are important to them. Why? Because they need to see that God answers prayer just as much as you do. Maybe more for the time being. Listen, ask for forgiveness from God when you go about it. Stop. Think about what you're saying. Think about, listen, even for the food. What are you eating? Are you thankful for it? I hate this meal. Thank you so much for this meal, Lord. You aren't thankful. What are you talking? What's just happened in the day? What are you eating? Who prepared it? Amen. What did it take to get it there? What, what do you want your family to hear? Listen, what do you want your family to hear as you are having a conversation with God? Are they hearing you repeat a prayer? Or are they hearing you talk to God the Father? Amen. We all know this, don't we? This isn't new. We know exactly what's being said here. Now, let's look at the finish out here. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what... I mean, that, we can stop right there. Your Father knoweth what things you have need of. He already knows. He is waiting to hear your words, because he said when you pray, and he said it twice, so we have to pray. He even gave us a model of how to approach God, but he says, listen, God knows what you need. Stop putting on records and start actually talking to him about... If, if God knows what you need, and you're praying and asking for something that you don't need, do you think maybe there's a conversation that has to happen? Right? Is everybody here? When my kids are going to ask me for something that they don't need, and I know what they do need, you know what's going to have to happen? A conversation. Well, <clears throat> I appreciate that that's what you want, <clears throat> But you're only 10, you know, uh, an 800-horse Mustang is probably not appropriate. You don't have a license. And you wouldn't go to jail. I would. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? If you're asking for something and God knows what you need and what you need is not what you're asking for, maybe you should actually be talking to God. It's not like God doesn't respond or hasn't already. Huh. Pride. What do you know? God, our Father, knows what we're in. He's waiting for years. Stop, waiting for you to talk. Stop putting on records. I love it when, my kid, when the little kids come up for, for candy afterwards, after church. And, and I make them ask. And I love to hear him ask, you know, know, pastor or pastor? Yeah, I already know it's coming. What you want? Can I have some candy? I enjoy hearing that every time. There's not a time I don't. And I already know what they want. I already know I've got it. You hear that? God is our Father. What did he say? But he said, if you think you can give good gifts to your kids, don't you think that I'm going to give 
You think God doesn't like to hear us say it? God, our Father, knows what we need. But, you know, when you're talking to Him, talk to Him. Don't just repeat the words. Amen. You can even use the same repetitive words if you want, but make sure you're talking to God. Amen. And it says, He knows what we need before you ask Him. Before we ask Him, He knows it. He doesn't need repeated prayers. Vain repetitions are completely pointless. Let's put it that way. I'm not saying, again, not a list. Vain repetitions are pointless with God. You don't have to keep saying it and saying it and saying it. Maybe one time he'll hear. No, he already got, he's already got it. He already knows what you need. It makes, it makes that vain repetition part completely pointless. Your repeated prayers are not the handle that twists the power of God. The vain repetition is not the handle that gets God to do what you want. And if you think that's what prayer is, you totally missed prayer, getting God to do what you want. Prayer and fasting has never been about getting God to do what you want. Never, never has been. Your repeated prayers are not the handle by which you twist God's power. Stop using, listen, stop using a repeated list of words that you aren't thinking about. Talk to God. Put your, what's your faith in here? This is really the, the whole story. What is your faith in? Is your faith in the prayer? Or is it in God himself? You've got to have faith in God. We could, I could take you right back to 1 Samuel chapter 4, couldn't I? Remember, the, the Israelites are losing really bad to the Philistines because that's how God intended it, because they, the Israelites were like way out of the will of God. And they said, we're going to go at the Ark of the Covenant. We'll have something religious with us, something that's connected to God, and then we'll get what we want. (coughs) Religious artifact, without the God of the religion, worthless. They lost. They got beaten badly and lost the religious artifact. Amen. Well, surely if this very spiritual thing that I'm doing, you know, I'm going to add this very spiritual thing. Surely this will get God to listen to me. I'm going to fast so God will answer this prayer. Wait, what? I'm going to go get the fasting ark, and God will, God will help us win this time, or the fasting will help me win this time, because it's what I want. No, listen, talk to God. Talk to God. Listen, believers, well, maybe if I just go to church more, maybe if I read the Bible more, maybe if I just give more. You know, was the ark of the covenant a good thing? Come on, was the ark of the covenant a spiritual thing? Was it a wonderful thing? Yeah, it was until the moment they thought that that was the thing that was going to be a help and not the God of the ark. Is going to church good? Yes. Every preacher will tell you you ought to be in church all the time, every service. Is reading your Bible good? Yes. Every preacher will tell you, yes, you ought to read your Bible all the time. Is giving good? Every pastor will tell you, absolutely, you ought to be giving. (laughs) But if you're trusting in those things to somehow get a hold of God, you missed the point. Listen, talk, put your faith and your trust in God himself. The internet is full. I just challenge you, go do a Google search on how to get your prayers answered. Endless websites. How to get your prayers answered. Some of them trash, some of them truth. Some of them say things like this. This is from the churchofjesuschrist.org. Fasting is a powerful tool to receive answers to prayer. To fast is to go without food or water for a certain amount of time. This shows God your humility and your willingness to sacrifice in order to receive blessings. 
Well, if I show God how good I am, he'll answer my prayer. No. Again, total misunderstanding of what this is all about. Is everybody here? Talk. Listen, this is deadly serious. Talk to God. Talk to God. And this is how you talk to him. The same way Jesus did in the garden. Not my will, but thine be done. Father, if thou will, remove this cup. If thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Be aware. Listen, be, be aware of yourself. When you, start, when you start praying, be aware. You are talking to God Almighty. You're not repeating a prayer. Amen. Amen. Talk to God. Your faith is in God. Your faith is not in prayer. Your faith is not in, the, in, the, your faith is not in a, a religious ritual. You must and you have to talk to God. Amen. Put your faith, your only hope, your trust in God and use that prayer to be a representation of that faith. Not the faith in the prayer, the faith in God. Father, Lord, you are good.